and welcome to this week's episode of You've Got to Be Joking with me, Meg Rees. This week, I'm going to be touching on, well, going back into the subject of stripping. Now, in series one, I was talking a little bit about the first night of becoming a stripper, but I never really delved into the kind of, I suppose, trauma that was stripping. It's a really fucking weird world. And I don't really think anyone knows how dark that world really is. So I kind of, I suppose, wanted to tell you a few tales about that and about how it really shaped me into who I am today. Now, I started stripping when I was 19 to put myself through music school in London because my family couldn't afford to put me through school. Um, I don't know why, but today I feel... Um, I don't know what it is about this week. This week's been really, really anxiety-inducing. I don't know what it is. I've, like, every day I'm, like, oh, a little bit on, ed- on edge. So I've got gin here. You know me. I'm trying to calm the nerves. I'm so nervous today. I think it's also bringing up, like, old trauma of, like, talking about stripping because... There's so many of those days uh, that I've just like tried to bury it. But I think obviously because the reason I started this podcast is because it's like a prelude into the book that I've written about stripping. So I started writing it as soon as I basically started stripping. It was a complete accident. I started writing about my nights within dancing and what kind of happened on those nights, what kind of people you would meet and the you know, all the interactions that you would have. And actually going through it now and editing it, there's some really, really fucked up moments in my life where, you know, I look back and I'm kind of like, shit, I put myself through such a fucking traumatic and I put myself through so many dangerous situations where I'm surprised at this point that I'm still living on this earth they were that bad so yeah I've got a few questions I put it on my Instagram earlier just asking kind of like if anyone's got any questions about it so I'm gonna dive straight in fucking how do we get it up one sec okay had quite a few actually I don't normally have that many people messaging about different questions about stuff but this is a subject I think that many people don't really know much about unless you've done it yourself so <sighs> and calm Megan Rees this is so it, it really mentally affects me this whole thing because as much as it's like shaped me into who I am it is also like traumatizing and yeah it brings up old trauma so I'm gonna I'm trying to kind of like work through that as you can hear me on this podcast today it's it's a it's a little bit of a um touchy subject but also I'm trying to like you know breathe through it so bear bear with me okay so first thing first question keen to know the funniest most probably creepy thing a punter (laughs) ever said to you I mean where the fuck do I start this is literally a question where, I mean, on the on the daily, on the fucking daily. But I'd say probably the first, well, the first instance 
was probably the first night I ever worked in a strip club and the first dance I ever did because I was so traumatized by not even traumatized I was so like unaware of like what, what this world had to offer me that I just I did I was so naive I was 19 like I had no idea about sex or like what guys were really like in that kind of world and older guys were like I had no idea like that was a total uh, a world that I just had no clue about I was going in completely blind or raw dog as I normally say so the probably the the creepiest thing and I think because this guy on the first dance that I'd ever done he was I when I was reading back about in the book um I say that he's like mid 30s (laughs) and he had like a receding hairline and like he was very like run-of-the-mill kind of guy you know like very almost like wanker banker but like kind of like you know it on the sidelines kind of guy that you wouldn't look twice at in the street you wouldn't look twice at him in the street kind of like one of those kind of like fit into the background kind of guys anyway he um took me for my very first dance like 19 year old mini meg can you imagine like had no idea about the world of sex like literally nothing completely like out of this world nervous obviously had a classic house wine burns the esophagus as it goes down kind of vibe just to try and get myself over these nerves anyway first time getting naked in front of a complete stranger who's paying for it I mean what what feeling but also what a thrill it was like a whole thing that kind of ran through my body and I was a bit like it felt kind of like so wrong but like also I was a bit like kind of like felt like exhilarating and like um really powerful so I took him into this dance room like let him in by his hand trying to confidently know what I was trying to do but obviously I had no idea <laughs> anyway unhook my bra I'm thinking it's okay you've only got two songs so the first song you do in underwear and you're like trying to seductively kind of like dance or whatever which is so funny because me trying to do that with absolutely no idea I've got I've got a dance background when I was like a kid but you know as an adult trying to dance sexily uh, to a complete stranger it is a whole different world of weird so I did that unhooked my bra for the first bit and then obviously turned around and tried to wiggle my pants off um turned around and startled by what came next out of his mouth um he was obviously very thrilled by the situation I think any guy that's in a room with a girl can you know feel like they're you know they've hit the jackpot especially when they're naked so fair play um he was kind of sat on his hands (laughs) I remember it so vividly like it was yesterday like I can even smell the same smells from that club you know like that's kind of like that club that has absorbed the drink from the floor kind of like when you step on it it's almost like a little bit damp it's like that anyway I was stopped in my like a rabbit in headlights and he goes so what's the biggest cock you've ever had and I'm like (laughs) I didn't know what to say I was like just I was like going through the filing cabinet in my head of like trying to pick out something that's going to make any sort of sense and make it sound sexual in some sort of way it was like oh yeah like like, probably like uh, about like nine inches I think like what in what fucking world does anyone have a a big situation like that I mean obviously some people but I think at that age at 19 I was like I hadn't had any experience anything like that so I just like picked a number out of the hat like ding 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 nine inches yeah sure we'll go with that and he was kind of like you know obviously looked quite impressed but I was just like oh my god I didn't know what to say and I was thinking is this how girls like do they deal with this kind of situation like guys that are saying this to them like constantly like is that just the norm 
so yeah I think that was the first that was the first interaction I think I've ever had that obviously wasn't within a sexual situation and it was very strange and from then on obviously I got quite used to that and it became kind of a second nature to become quite good at um telling a story that kind of wasn't really necessarily um true I guess I think telling a story to them you know like making stuff up like with the girls that I would work with and be like yeah we're sisters or yeah we're best friends but we sleep in the same bed and you know like playing along with those kind of you know dot 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 I'll let you fill in the gap situations second question I've got a few here so I want to get through them did uh stripping affect you mentally hang on but wait it says did affect did it affect you mentally working as a stripper or was it the right job for the right time I think anyone that does this job regardless of their mental stability I think it's going to push certain people over the edge genuinely because there is such a dark world with it it's not what you see on films it's not glamorized it well I mean it is glam sorry it is glamorized in films in real life is a lot more gritty a lot more dangerous there's a lot more slippery slopes into the sex work world you know pornography escorting all those kind of things or um you know even like yeah darker things than that that I experienced that I'll I'll talk I do talk about a bit more openly in the book than I would I suppose on here because it's a little bit more um I'm fucking putting my soul out there aren't I so it's a little bit difficult to kind of go into those moments with you and I also think it's going to be quite jarring for people to listen to because it's it's jarring for me to tell a story so it did affect me because I think even though I'm a strong person regardless nights where you feel shocked by either people's behavior or how you're made to feel in certain situations or things that you've never seen before um and situations that make you feel either unsafe or uncomfortable or you know that you've kind of crossed a uh, boundary that you had or you know so many things within that industry and within that world are massively like that that's how it goes in that world it's all about making money and I think sometimes people overstep the mark because they feel like they have to because otherwise your toes will be trod on by another girl that's wanting to do that so mentally yes <laughs> it made me stronger don't get me wrong but it was really fucking hard to stay in your lane of being trying to be professional and not letting these things bother you and like not letting these things get you down you had to have thick skin to do this job so yes it did it did definitely um scar me I think it actually uh made me mentally stronger in some ways but also affected my mental health definitely <laughs> looking back um next question is people seem to either condemn condemn or glamorize it is it either or does it feel like a regular job it's very true you've made a really good point there um a lot of people do condemn it and they do glamorize it it's almost like there's no in between with this job it's like you're it's portrayed to be this really glamorous thing where people are like you know throwing money to you on stage and also the other side of things where it can be like condemned for being like overly sexual and there's obviously that's um real slippery slide into the sex world so I think a little bit of the both it's definitely not a regular job it doesn't feel like that at all it feels like you're in the underworld of something and it's quite scary to be involved in and it's 
it's seeing other people and what they're involved in it's actually watching it's like being in a film but being in a film where you're almost like a runner because I was like I didn't really know what I was doing I was surrounded by these girls who were like professional in it they were professional strippers and they were also escorts on the side but I had no idea about that at the time because I was completely naive to the fact that that could go on so it was a world of both people judged me for it from the the word go but I kind of did that because it fueled me everyone had called me a slag for years and I kind of thought fuck them if they want to think that then I'll let them think it I'll be the best slag I can possibly can in this world and becoming a stripper was kind of like a bit of a uh, a fire within me to prove to people that you know if you want to think that about me then fine I'll be that and that's kind of yeah I suppose a way that I wanted to prove to people that um and it actually it's not a bad thing to be like that but it's also yeah a strange a strange thing for me to put myself through a space at that age and next situation I've got here is positives and negatives about being a stripper if there are any also why did you stop stripping positives and negatives positives were when the money was good the money was good you know some days I'd go in and I would be making trying to make my money for my rent the next day and I'd go in so anxious like so on edge like fuck I've got to pay my rent tomorrow like how the fuck am I going to make like a grand and a half or how much I was paying I was living in Bethnal Green at the time uh and sometimes I would go in and I wouldn't make it and sometimes I would go in and I would make it in a one in one night because you're on this kind of like money making mode and you're like I'll do fucking anything at this point to like get that money in the fucking bag and you know then I can then I can relax I remember going to the bank and like paying it in the next day and being like paying my rent it was just like the stress of the job is like it's actually outrageous so the negatives I'd say 100% you go in thinking sometimes that you're going to make loads of money and you go home minus because you pay every single night that you be uh, that you go into work you pay something that's called a house fee so most nights when I was working at Spirit Rhino in London would be about 180 pounds per night to be there so you'd go in you'd pay your house fee and then from there you know you'd kind of have to wait for guys to trickle into the club for you to try and make your money back so you'd be doing like what two four six eight ten uh nine dances that's my bad maths for you nine dances before you'd even be making any money so 20 pound a dance if you're doing like a nude dance and that's like three minutes long and yeah so nine dances unless you were to get lucky and I mean lucky because it's really really hard and it was hard for me to try and get VIPs which is kind of like a guy spending more time with you and basically doing next to nothing getting pissed with them and eating pizza was what you did in vips and had like the rare the rare dance the kind of guys that would pay for vips would be like the more easily manipulated type so the guys that are kind of like in a bit of a deadbeat relationship and they kind of get away from that by going to a strip club and you would manipulate them into you know I mean it wouldn't just be me it's everyone's job it sounds really bad when I say it but you would kind of like upsell uh I suppose is a better word to use them into this whole world of uh VIP so they'd spend they'd spend like 500 pounds for the hour to sit and talk to you which is a load of shit so that in those things that would be the, the positive you could earn money quick if you really had your head down and you know what you were doing uh, me probably the worst stripper to ever be uh in this world honestly I was too naive too 
nice i stopped to talk to everyone i wanted to hear people's life stories i'm fascinated within people's lives why they were there what they were doing and most of the time i get so drunk that i wouldn't even make any money classic so yeah um and that kind of goes into another question is how i started how so how did i get into stripping in the first place so funny story actually and i spoke to my mum about this the other day i was sat across the road from this place in bournemouth where i'm from called Wiggle, and I believe it's still there. Uh, I was across the road having like a panini or something with my mum. And she was like, why don't you go be a stripper? And I was like, come on, mum. Like, I could fucking do that. I can barely get naked in front of someone that I'd been sleeping with with the bloody lights on, let alone do that for a stranger. Uh, And she was like, no, why don't you though? And I was like, well, she's like, you know, you've got a good body, can't even speak, good body, you're confident. You've got a dance background, you know, why not? Fuck it. You can make your money to go to London and go to music school quite easily doing this job and quickly so you can get there quicker. And I later spoke to her about this actually a couple of weeks ago. And she basically said, I was calling your bluff. I didn't think you were going to do it. I think I thought like everything else that you kind of brought up and said, I want to go do this, I want to go and do that. And you kind of like dropped out of uh, college and blah, blah, blah. I was just like calling your bluff because I didn't think you were going to do it. And lo and behold, I did. I did it for three years. And she said, I worried about you every single night that you were doing it, which is such an interesting thing. I thought that she was the one behind um, the brains of the operation, if you like. Um, but I can't even imagine how terrifying that would be as a mother letting your, you know, you know, you can't stop your child at that point. They are an adult, so 19 in Bournemouth, starting at this place called Wiggle, which was fucking borderline, borderline situations going on in there. Like, so many stories I could tell you. Like, I'd like... It's, it, any, anyway, let's save that for another time. I'm going to read it some other more. Are there more? There we go. Did I have any scary encounters? Oh, my God, Yes. So many fucking scary encounters. Like, I cannot even begin to tell you how many I had. I think I was attracting some really fucking strange people around me at that point, And I didn't have a clue about bad energy, really, at that point. And, like, I really... It's terrifying thinking back to those moments. Like, I... Yeah, outrageous. So, yeah, 100% I had a lot of scary encounters. Um... yeah I can't it's a it's a it's a hard question that one really hard question did stripping shape or change your sex life in any way you know what I think that's a that's a great question because I feel like back in Bournemouth when I was younger I kind of always felt like sex was something that had to be really special and with somebody that I loved and blah 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 and then when I kind of started enjoying it a bit more when I was like younger and going through my teens into early 20s I yeah it was a really big thing for me so stripping really really opened my eyes to that and made me realize that actually sex is liberating and it also is an expression of yourself in a lot of ways so that really taught me how to be more body confident more kind of like out there and more experimental than I would have ever been if I'd never done that job and I think that's probably why I am like I am now because I've gone through so many different situations with stripping and also within my sex life itself it's it's definitely been triggered by that for sure so it gave me way more confidence being able to get naked in front of a, a stranger um in that kind of universe of stripping is 
it's a really liberating and scary thing so it really builds your confidence up I think in a lot of ways so yeah that's a good question um I've got two more questions and then I'm gonna um leave you with a a couple of little stories um if you were to go back in time what piece of advice would you give to younger Meg that's a cracker absolute cracker I would probably say have your wits about you um and don't trust everyone that you meet because I feel like I really did and that really is what fucked me over um and I think I'm really only just learning that lesson now as 33 year old woman so it takes a long time to learn those lessons I think if you don't learn them straight away they will keep coming back and biting you in the arse and saying hang on you haven't learned this yet and if you don't learn it, those lessons will continuously come back over and over again. It's the same with relationships. It's the same with, you know, the same kind of friends that you um, you invite into your life. They're the same type every single every single time. If you're getting fucked over by one type of person, it's normally the same every single time until you learn it and you cut it off and then you never meet that kind of person ever again. That is what I would say to my younger self is that have your fucking wits about you. Don't trust everyone. Don't wear your heart on your sleeve in certain situations until you've really got to know those people that you surround yourself with. Because I trusted too many people that were not trustworthy people. And in the long, well, in the short term, really, I got fucked over. So, you know, that happens. Um, And then one of my friends has said, talk about how you would go to the pub and collect, collect men so yeah this is a little story I wanted to leave you with so stripping was a weird job not for the reason for obviously just taking your clothes off but it was a, a job where there'd be like a promotions team so there'd be a, there was a guy called Peter and he would come around to the club and go do you want to go on pr- promo tonight promo would be we get dressed up in cat suits they were fucking god awful fucking cat suits right like nylon catsuits they were not forgiving in any any way so long catsuits long arms and it had like spirit rhino on the on the bit here you can wear heels and obviously be glammed up or whatever but we'd be going into fucking bars in central london so every time i go round like the area of like fitzrovia i'm like there's so many like little pubs that i've been in before and fucking wearing a catsuit trying to get guys who've just finished work like working in whatever area trying to get them to come into the pub, uh, the pub, the club, uh, to spend money. So that's what we would do. We would be going around these. <laughs> and then the fucking, there'd be like a spin Renault van uh, driving around, like picking us up and dropping us off. And, and we'd be getting progressively more pissed as the night goes on. Bearing in mind, I'm like 20 years old, right? <laughs> like this baby, absolute baby, naive baby, drunk, naive baby in a fucking London like scurrying around trying to find blokes in their mid-30s to 40s to come to the club and spend money on us getting naked I mean how what the fuck that's so fucked up it's just I you know when I look back at it now I'm like I mean what an amazing experience genuinely I don't regret any of it I don't think anyone should regret anything in their lives and I've definitely done things that I do regret of course many times that I have looked I've looked back and I've, I've thought you know I really put myself in a really dangerous situation there um but nonetheless don't regret that I don't think anyone should regret anything in their life because actually it's a massive lesson that will teach you something later on in life so hats off to me being 19 to 21 hang on 19 20 21 yeah 21 and putting myself through that uh yeah I've learned a lot and I don't regret it and I would never suggest 
to go back in time and change anything that I did. It's certainly taught me a hell of a lot that I don't think a lot of people would ever be able to go through in their life in general, genuinely, because there's so many things I would never, ever want my worst enemy to go through that I went through. But again, it all is part of my story. And I'm excited to share with you bits and bobs of what the stripping world was like. And it's just a real insight into the world and how crazy and dramatic and scary and dangerous and drug-fueled and sex-fueled it really was. Um, I don't think anyone really understands how fucked up the stripping world really is and the people that it really attracts. It's, um, yeah, (sighs) it's a lot. So thank you for listening to me this evening. There'll be, I'm going to touch on this a few you know more times and I'm going to go into certain things I talk about in the book as kind of like a little drip feed of what I'm going to be talking about in the book it's about my life from the nine from 19 from the 19th from when I was 19 starting stripping uh up until now so it is a lot a lot of stories a lot of hurt a lot of trauma a lot of crying a lot of dangerous situations a lot of fucked up fucked up stories um but yeah makes for a great read so stay tuned there's a lot more uh, about this topic and I think a lot of you were very interested in actually by the sounds of things the messages were popping up I couldn't even read all of them there were like so many but I will come back to this so anything you want to ask me about stripping or that kind of world or whatever whatever you want to ask me um I'm here all the time my Instagram is bunnies tattoos and I'm here every week with you every Monday um I've got a great guest with me next week and I can't wait to show you there's gonna be some debaucherous conversations I've had with my friends and it's actually pretty amazing so thank you for sticking around with me and listening to me babble on about my crazy little life that I've had um but I'm sending you all the love and I'm hoping your week isn't as been as anxious as mine has because me and Rob Zilla have been fucking killing ourselves this week. And we're back on the gins. But yeah, sending you all the love. I'm thinking that hopefully next week or just the beginning of this week is going to be less anxiety inducing. Um, but yeah, enjoy your Monday. And fucking let's smash the shit out of this week. Do you know what I fucking mean? Lots of love. I'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves.